Damn it, Derek. Get off FarmersOnly.com. And Blake, shotgun those vizies. Let's get after it. Welcome to Did Someone Say Soccer Podcast. I'm your host today, Nate, also known as Pablo. I'm with the ladies' man, Derek, and La Flama Blanca, Blake. We got a hot show for you today, but unfortunately, Jordan couldn't be with us today, so we're going to drink one for the homie. So much happened this weekend, guys. What did you guys watch this weekend? Let's start with the uh, Orlando game. Um, it wasn't this weekend, but uh, Nani scored twice. Former Manchester United man, looking good. Uh, looking good for MVP, too, for the final. Uh, I also watched the Barcelona game, hoping Napoli would, you know, get one over on them, but it did not happen, unfortunately. Then I watched Bayern destroy Chelsea 4-1, and it felt good to watch Chelsea lose. Uh, Bayern is clearly the best team in Europe, and I think they'll win the Champions League. What about you, Blake? Yeah, I watched uh, I watched the City-Real game, and then followed that up with uh, Barcelona. Uh, Barcelona game. Barcelona was absurdly good. Messi scoring a goal. Took on five guys with a finish. Stupid. It's very nice. Even Ronaldo. Did you see Ronaldo's goal? His uh, second one? That was just textbook Ronaldo right there. Left foot. It didn't even look like it faced him. It just. It was just It was just clinical. Alright. What game stood out to you guys the most? The game for me that kind of stood out the most. Um... The Barcelona-Napoli game, I just felt like that game stood out the most for me because um, I knew the winner would have to play Bayern Munich. And like I said before, they're the, they're the best team in Europe. And honestly, I want to see Barca go up against Bayern again. The last time they went up against each other, uh, Bayern Munich ripped them to shreds. Um, this is a different team, of course. So I'm really interested in seeing that uh, matchup next round. What about you, Blake? Definitely that that Barcelona game. I they just dominated from the first kick. Messi was absurd. That handball that they, they did they denied that goal on was bullshit. But Barcelona Bayern in the next round is going to be something special. I actually liked the the Juve uh, Lyon game. Uh, a lot on the line there. It was a it was a good game. They got a they had a PK first. Uh, Leon put that away. They kicked, they went up, and then Ronaldo had a PK, and then put another one in there. I mean, guy can only do so much. He got pissed off and fired the coach, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. Uh, next PK. day, yeah. PK by a, a United reject as well. Yeah, he uh, pretty much got pissed off, fired the coach, and then now, what do you guys think of uh, Pirlo now? coming in after only what do you say like nine days in the academy in the and then appointed to the head manager um i think it's just it's just kind of how soccer's going right now i feel like a lot of former players are going to their clubs and um having some type of success uh, i think they're going to try the same thing juventus i mean juventus is obviously a good team the fact that they didn't make it to the next round is is crazy, but um, they're a good team. Regardless of their coaches on the sideline, they're almost a shoe-in to win um, their league every year. So I don't think it'll – it doesn't matter who's sitting on the bench. We could do that job, really. <laughs> you can, we have Ronaldo out there scoring 37 goals a season. 
what coach do you need, really? I mean, Nate, we talked about this our last podcast. Just how weak the coaches' ranking is right now is that you have what I think they're the eight, nine-time reigning champs in Syria, and they're hiring a guy who's never really coached before. I mean, just craziness. But I think it just shows you how weak the coaches' pool is right now. Who do you really want to hire for your squad? And then the fire, sorry, after winning the league again, making it to the quarters and Champions League, and that's not good enough. I mean, that's that's going to be a tough job to be successful when when it's league, Champions League winner or bust. I mean, I think Pirlo's going to be in and out pretty quick. But how much coaching is it at that level? I mean, is it more player management or is it coaching? When you when you have superstars at that level, you just – you want them to play their best, so it's more like you need to coddle these guys to their confidence up so that they are out there just destroying everyone. I don't think that it's so much coaching. I don't know. I mean, he he managed that team. He did good out there. He was he was a baller. I mean, he just has that presence. It's like Zaran when he goes when Zaran walks in a room and he walks in a room. It just it just commands like respect. And I think that's what's going to happen when he walks into that dressing room. Will Ronaldo be there? We don't know yet because you guys saw all those rumors about him, his agent, going to PSG and trying to get a deal out there. I think that's where you're looking for Pilo is when, you, when you're when you in Syria, they're that much more talented than most of the teams they play. It's that one game out of ten where tactics and substitutions actually matter. Does Pirlo have... The background that he's going to be able to make those right changes, make the right substitutions at the right time, and most of that's not going to be in the league. That's going to be in Champions League when they're playing top flight teams. Does he set them up correctly, make the right substitutions, make the right starting lineups where they're going to go beat a team like you know Byron or whoever that is because they're going to walk through their league and they're going to walk through their group stage. I think that's where you need a top flight manager at. Like, like Derek said, I think any of us could coach them to win the Serie A. I think it's, you know, becoming a Champions League favorite year in and year out. That's where you need a top-flight coach. Yeah, uh, just to touch on that again, uh, I think the biggest biggest thing for a coach brand new like that, it works out in his favor, is that he can kind of kickwalk through Serie A, and he can try all different types of lineups um, and approaches to the game where he can use in Champions League and then build confidence off those lineups that he chooses. Um, so I think there's a chance that it could work out for him. Um, again, though, they have to go deep in the Champions League um, for them not to fire him, which is unfortunate because with coaches like that, they need time to build trust with their players. Um, and one season, two seasons, sometimes is not enough uh, to build the trust of your players, especially if Ronaldo leaves. Here's a question. So do you think that's where Frank Lampard and uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer lack? I mean, they were former players of the teams that they're coaching now. And do are they more player coaches than they are, like, tacticians? Well, I think they're, they're young coaches still, still learning. And so I, I wouldn't consider Lampard or Solskjaer, if I was making a hire today and I could hire anywhere, any person I wanted, Neither of those guys are probably in my top ten. So I, I think right now they're good game managers, good people managers. They know their clubs. They know you know the politics that go into that. But you know, 
Ole, you know, I watch every Manchester United game, you know, in the Premier League all this season. I wouldn't say he's a great tactician. He puts out a roster that day in and day out is better than most of the teams they play. And you're, it, as long as you, your guys are firing at the right level, you're going to win most of your games regardless if you hit the, the tactics or not. So I, I think he has some, some momentum to make up on the, tech, you know, the tactical side. But I wouldn't consider those guys top flight managers yet. I consider those guys, they have premier rosters, they know their clubs. And if they go out and play positive football, Chelsea and Manchester United are going to play. They're going to win most of the games they play, regardless of who the manager is. I think uh, their tactics offensively are good. Actually, I think defensively is where their tactics lack. I think at times throughout the season for both teams, uh, they went through some really bad spells of a lot of goals. I think Chelsea hit a record of goals scored on them. Manchester United at one point was having a lot of goals scored on them. So, as young coaches, offensively, I don't think that'll be a problem for them because they have the skilled players to go forward and score. Look at Mason Mount and Abraham coming up through the ranks. Um, Greenwood, Rushford coming up through the ranks. So they have good academy players, a good roster from uh, starting to their bench. Uh, But defensively is where they need to get more sound because as they get deeper into Champions League, just like with Juve, they're going to face tougher teams that are tougher than the teams they play in Premier League. And defensively they'll need to get stronger because sitting back on these better teams is not going to work out and obviously you see how it worked for Chelsea against Bayern Munich man you would probably be the same result so defensively is where I think they need to shape up a little bit completely off subject is Rafael Varane I don't know if you guys saw (laughs) I don't know if you guys saw any of his uh game on the Champions League how does one player so consistent in day in day out just have a mental loss. He looked like he was uh, David Luiz out there, and he was apologizing. Like he he, he like he's playing hungover. He he was actually apologizing just like David Luiz did against Man City. That was so embarrassing. And if you're Sergio Ramos, how much is that your fault that Veron is in that spot? I mean, you're skipping a little ahead to my jabroni of the week, but I mean, just error after error. I mean, when one play, when you can literally point to, there's, there's 22 guys in a soccer field, and when you can literally point to one guy and be like, we lost because of you, that means you had a terrible match. I mean, I, I, I can't think of a game where, through the lifetime of his career, he could have made more mistakes in a single match than he had this weekend. I mean, no, normally a solid defender, but like you guys said, this weekend, it was just awful. And, I mean, David Luiz is definitely out there in disguise. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, defenders have bad games, man. Would I, would I want him on my team? Absolutely. I'm um, not going to judge him off this one game, even though he was horrible. Uh, hopefully he bounces back from it and has, <laughs> has a better game next time out. Pep and uh, Zidane were out just chilling on the field, just talking, chit-chatting. What do you think uh, they were talking about after the game? I don't know, man. I, that's that's a that's a good question. I don't know what they would be talking about. Honestly, they they both had tremendous success, and um, hopes that Don was telling Pep that he doesn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, that's how the conversation started. So they so they'd be on the same terms. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, uh, two coaches have had so much success as Don more recently than Pep. Um, I mean, I guess you can't 
count Pep's uh, league titles. He hasn't won Champions League in a while. Um, but they both have really good squads. Um, I think Pep is trying to get the best out of his squad he can this year. Um, and I think Man City hasn't been quite happy with his, his success. Um, and I think the same kind of goes for Real Madrid. Even though they, you know, they won the league title, I think Champions League is more important to both honors uh, in the club. So I think um, disappointment on Zidane um, and Pep is just hoping to make it all the way through. What about you, Blake? I mean, it's probably telling Zidane was probably telling Pep, "You're welcome." I mean, two two bad passes back to your goalkeeper for for goals. You know, Real didn't even give themselves a chance to win. So, uh, I mean, that better count as blessings that he's, you know, still up for the, the lead when Real played so poorly um, going into the next round. I think things that I was just telling him, this is yours to lose. So, I mean, you guys are going to be one of the best teams out there. And I think they had a fire underneath their ass, and they're just going to just start destroying people. And make it to the final. So there might be another uh, English champion this year. There's a lot of transfer rumors going out there right now. We're going to call this segment Derek's Transfer Corner. What do you got for us, Derek? Uh, there's several transfer rumors out there. I mean, just starting today, uh, one is Douglas Costa to Manchester United. Uh, it's hard to believe that Douglas Costa will leave UVA to come to Man U. Um, I'd love that as a person, as a Man United fan. Um, looks like things are another transfer rumor. Rumor is uh, Sancho to Manchester United. Rumor started is because the San- Sancho rumor is is um doesn't look like it's going to happen. So, and another transfer rumor I have for you guys is McTweedy to enter Miami. I saw that pop up today, and that is hard to believe. What do you think, Blake? Uh, so I think Blaise McTweedy is a, a good footballer, but the MLS does not need to bring high wages for an old central midfielder. How many times have they done this? If you're going to spend money, you spend on guys who score goals, not a not a midfielder who's going to break up play and make some tackles. So. If that's true and they're going to pay big wages to him, I mean, he, he's a good player. He'll make the team better. But the MLS needs to invest the, their premier dollars and the designated player allocation money to guys who are going to score goals and be exciting. And that's not the Tweedy. And I love, love for him to be in the MLS, but the idea that, you know, you're going to spend big money on him, that's, that's not where that money should go. I want to see somebody who's going to score goals. Uh, I can see the Douglas Costa rumor um, happening. I mean, he probably talked to Ronaldo, and Ronaldo's like, I'm out, bitches. So Douglas Costa's probably like, I need to get out of here too. And then he, and we're seeing now that uh, uh, Sancho is going to be part of uh, um, Dortmund next year because uh, United don't want to pay, what is it, the 120 uh, mil for him? Yep, that's correct. I mean, I think that's – I mean, I've – I'm not saying he's not going to play for Dortmund next year, but their their director coming out and putting that in the media is nothing more than a negotiation tactic at this point. So I don't want to say it's dead in the water, but that's him putting pressure in United and saying, if you don't pay this, we're not going to sell them to you, which is the exact same thing that happened with Maguire and countless others. And then Manchester United end up paying 
big dollars for whatever. So I, I think those comments and the, their Instagram pictures from today is nothing more than putting pressure on United to get the deal done. I, I wouldn't say it's a done deal, but um, United clearly wants a right side of midfielder. So the interesting to see they don't get the Sancho deal done, who they go after to fill in that spot behind uh, Greenwood or to rotate with Greenwood on the right side. So Man City lost Sané, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You think they're watching this and they're like, we got that oil money. Let's just uh, let's just go take this one for Manchester United real quick. Uh, I don't think so. Honestly, man, their right side, even though they lost Sané, um, they still have Bernardo Silva. Uh, and he is an absolute beast. Um, and they probably have some, I don't know where Foden plays. I think he plays, I don't know if he plays on the right, but that, yep. that kid is young and he is really, really good. I think they'll give him a chance to grow into that role. Um, he's phenomenal. I hate to say it as a, because he's a Man City uh, player, but he's phenomenal. And I don't think, um, they're interested at all in making that buy. What about you, Blake? Well, they signed. Um, they already signed Fran Torres from Valencia, who's played for the Spanish national team. Um, so I think that they've already got their kind of young, young winger to fill in. You know, replace Sane, replace David Silva. So I, I don't think they're too interested in spending big money on Sancho or anything along those lines. I think. Yeah, I think they got a Torres for right around like twenty million. So um, I know they're excited to have him play, and then. Clearly, I expect you know Foden to have a much bigger um, you know impact on the team from from last year. All right, Blake. So you watched quite a few games this weekend. So who pissed you off the most? I mean, we talked about it earlier. Varane was awful. I mean, he he gave he gifted two goals in a game where you know everything was on the line. Another trophy. I mean, he's my jabroni of the week. And it's not even remotely close to have. Two two errors that lead directly to two goals for a top level international player is just unacceptable. Yeah, um, he's up there, but honestly, I'm more disappointed in uh, Juventus not making it through the next round. Honestly, um, and I think they were a better team, and they didn't show up this weekend, and it's kind of disappointing because you want to see Ronaldo again in Champions League scoring goals. Uh, you know, hopefully a chance to get to play Messi. And we always want to see that that type of final. And I'm just disappointed. I, I If I had bet money, I would definitely thought Juve would have went through. So, and again, that team is just so talented from everybody they have. Some of the players we're talking about in the transfer rumors. And um, it's just very disappointing. What about you, Pablo? I'm going to have to go with Gareth Bale. Ooh. What was he doing this weekend while uh, Rial was playing? He was out there working on a short game, wasn't he? Banging bitches. He was working on a short game. He didn't, he didn't give no fucks. He's like, nah, not at all. He didn't want to be a part oh, of this some, team. If somebody was paying you that much money, like, hey, don't show up this weekend. Go play golf. Maybe bang some bad bitches. What would you choose to do? Because I know it's not playing soccer. <laughs> so, guys, I have a question for you. Do you guys think Gareth Bale's career is over? At Real Madrid? Yeah. I think it's been over, and he's just coasting, collecting that paycheck. I think that he's just going to have to find that suitor to come get him. I mean, who's who's going to have that 
who's going to have that that money to spend on him, splash on him? Is it going to be uh, Tottenham, Manchester United? I mean, I know he's going to want to probably go back to the Premier League. Silky's that power pace. I wish I could see him play every weekend. He just seems like the prototypical guy that comes to the MLS and just cashes in. Cashes in a big check for, like, the L.A. Galaxy. Doesn't do shit, but he seems like the guy that ends up in the MLS a couple years down the road after he's made all this money, cashes in another big check, plays around the MLS for a couple years, and then we forget he exists. But, I don't know, it's disappointing to not see him play week in and week out. I just I don't see how any club matches his wages that he has at um, Real right now, and it doesn't feel like he, he gives a shit that he goes somewhere just so he can play. So I think he's going to hang out, play some golf on the weekends, and then ball out for for, uh, for his national team when he gets a chance to play. And then in about 2023, he's going to probably play for the Galaxy and ball out. Maybe uh, Gold City will call him from Cincinnati and then go play together. <laughs> Oh, and that, and that is the last transfer rumor of the day. Go say to FCC Cincinnati. Uh, not a chance. Not a chance. No way. The guy's 29. He's won the World Cup. He's won the league in Germany. Why would he come to FCC in, in his technical prime of his career? Doesn't make sense. What do you think, Pablo? Uh, I think maybe Maya might sell him on the... Uh, Skyline Chili, and he'll uh, he'll be on the first train to first flight to uh, the Queen City. What do you think, Blake? If you asked if you asked him to look at a map of the United States and say, "Where is Cincinnati?" at? He would have no clue, no clue, no clue. He's yeah. not coming. He's sure as hell not going to Cincinnati. What's he gonna do in Cincinnati for fun? Like <laughs> he's he's rich. Where's he gonna live at? He's gonna hang out with Joe Burrow. He's gonna live in Kentucky, where they got lower taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see that trophy that the the champion of the MLS tournament is gonna have? It looks like a communion wine glass. What do you think about that, Blake? I feel like Indiana Jones. From the Raiders of the Lost Ark is coming out, and he's picking that cup. I don't know. What do you think, Derek? <laughs> it's horrible. Like this, they spent all that time, and this is what they came up with—a communion cup. And he sticks some letters on front of it. Uh, I don't know, man. They could have come up with something better. Um, so whatever, though. I mean, it's MLS. <laughs> this is the best they got. I feel like they went to at home and just found it in, like the middle aisle. It was like. Yo, I'm taking this bitch home with me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe they have mass scheduled right after the tournament. <laughs> There's a trophy and also comes with the blood of Christ. Thank you for coming. So some uh, drama happened at uh, Cincinnati, I heard, Derek, with the construction site. Can you give us a little uh, insight on what happened? Um... Uh, it's just a, a, a racial incident, and it's the second one actually associated with FCC. The first one was the head coach um, that resigned in February after his allegations of him making racial slurs. Um, and then more recently, there was a Turner construction, um, which was halted on the West End Stadium in Cincinnati after there was racial incidents. And um, Cincinnati actually responded really well. 
Um, just reading some articles earlier, um, they're launching some new programs for diversity. Um, they're going to start donating to eight different organizations in the community um, to bring awareness. Um, they're creating a developmental uh, program for kids to high school kids to shadow FCC staff so they get insight uh, on working on the sports industry. Um, and they're also, you know, going to hold conversations with staff and stuff like that to kind of get the racial conversation out there about Black Lives Matter and equality. Um, so it seems like they're doubling down on their efforts to um, to combat racial discrimination. Um, it's pretty pretty uh, rapid response. Um, I didn't know how quick it would be. Honestly, the story caught me by surprise when I first heard it, but it's kind of following it through. It looks like FCC is doing a good job of trying to contain the situation and respond quickly. What do you think, Blake? Yeah, I think it's it's more tied to Turner uh, Construction and not FCC. So Turner's also building um, a site in New Albany for Facebook, and they also had racial issues posted at that, that location as well. So I think it's very little to do with FCC as a club and more to do with that construction company that's doing work for them to have something posted in both New Albany, Ohio, which is a suburb of Columbus and Cincinnati. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's any responsibility from FCC on what happened or why it happened. I think it's more to do with the construction company, you know, they, they've used to build their location. Pablo. I think that's awesome. What Cincinnati did. I mean, they're, they got a forced change and that's what they did. And if they have to make them stop working to, to make them see, then all the power to them. I think um, actually all teams should respond like this. I wanted to make that note too, that I think it's just, just an example of how uh, the other teams in any sport should respond to something like this happening. Um, and they should take a page out of FCC's book. Um, we just can't allow this type of racial discrimination to continue. And if it means we have to stop playing for a little bit or stop working for a little bit to bring awareness to it, um, it's something we should do from here on out. Let's go into my uh, easy money pick of the day. I'm going with uh, Wolverhampton Wolves tomorrow in the Europa League. I'm taking the money line. Go put some money on that and get paid. All right, guys, let's get into the final thoughts. Uh, what do you guys? What are your predictions for the final, Blake? I mean, you guys know me. I don't watch a ton of the MLS, but I'm taking all of my international rejects at Orlando FC. Nani, the fake Robinho, the fake John Matinho, to upset Portland in the final. Three to one. Uh, I'm also going to go with Orlando and my boy Nani scoring a hat trick in the final for, for a 3 0 victory over Portland. Nani's on fire right now. Um, there's nobody on Portland that's going to be able to check this guy. And I'm confident that he'll score three goals, two in the first, one in the, one in the second. Get the fuck out of here. You really think Nani can carry Orlando past Portland? Hell nah. This is what's going to happen. Orlando's going to push and push. Portland will exploit them. Blanco and Valeri are too much. They will destroy them on the counter. Finish their set pieces. It's going to be 3-1 Portland. Okay. Hope everyone enjoyed the show. Follow us on Twitter at Soccer Did. If you would like to join us on a show, hit us up. All are welcome. Be our guest. So tell your friends. 
Tell your family, tell your side chick, just don't tell Derek's girlfriend again.